Welcome to the Still Study Podcast, episode number 47, May 21st, 2022. It's the Mel Blunt episode, Hall of Famer, Beast, or if you want to go this route, it's the Scott Shields episode. If you remember him, give yourself a gold star because that's reaching deep into the vaults for obscure Steelers players. But anyway, I want to thank you so much for joining me here today. My gratitude to you for being a supporter of the Still Study and for checking in for the full-length podcast this weekend. Got a great show for you today. Going to cover a lot of news that I haven't hit on in the study sessions because I've been profiling the undrafted free agents. So I'm excited to get into all of that with you here today. But before we do that, just want to take a moment to say thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of The Still Study, for listening, reading, and sharing my work with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me. So thank you for that. I mean it. I would love to connect with you. We could do that one of three ways. You can comment directly on the articles. You can hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And you can also give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Would love to connect with you. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show every Saturday. Hey, that's today. I do the Steelers Saturday mailbag in which I do just that. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. You drive the content. You make it happen. So let's connect. The new Steelers Saturday mailbag is actually up today. Check it out after you listen to the Still Study podcast, of course. And then also just a quick reminder of the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. Our podcast is called The Still City Insider Podcast. Jim and I are going to be recording next week, so check that out. The Steelers will be in OTAs. Jim is super knowledgeable and insightful about your Steelers. Having covered the team since 1995, you don't want to miss it. Make sure you check it out. And then also, The Still Study is now on Apple Podcasts. So you can now subscribe to the show. It'll show up in your daily feed. Ease of ease of use for you. And I'm asking for one big favor. Please take the time to leave a rating and a review. That will help grow the site. So if you can carve out five minutes this weekend to do that, that really would mean a lot to me. So thank you so much. So let's go into it. Again, I got a bunch of news just want to cover here. To start the show. And then I'm going to talk about those positions where there are still some work to do. And then I also want to talk about two positional rooms that are overloaded where we're definitely going to see some movement come training camp and roster cutdowns. But going to start here with some news. So DeMarvin Leal signed a four year deal. So the Steelers continue to get their draft pick signed. So that's good news believe he is the fifth draft pick that is signed out of the seven. So it's good to see they're making progress there. And the general manager search continues. If you remember back when the offseason began, it was reported, I believe by Art Rooney, whenever he gave his yearly interview, that Kevin Colbert would be in position through the draft, and then they would bring in their new GM. Well, the GM search continues, and second-round interviews just wrapped up. There were six candidates who participated in a second interview, including team insiders currently, Brandon Hunt and Omar Khan, 
And then the external candidates being Doug Whaley, Andy Weidel, John Spitek, and Ryan Calden. I don't see this playing out much longer. The Steelers are going to want to get this wrapped up relatively soon and possibly by that first week of June, which isn't very far away, we're going to see the Steelers have a new general manager. So that search continues when a hire is made. That'll be covered here on the site. But just wanted to share where the team was in that process. Antonio Brown was in the news in relation to the Steelers this year and how things have come full circle on Twitter. He tweeted, just want to retire a Steeler. And does he have amnesia? Does he forget what he put this organization through? All the bad-mouthing that he did of Ben Roethlisberger, of the organization. It wasn't good. And now he just wants to retire a Steeler. Now, I could see eventually this relationship being reconciled. I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon because it's still a relatively fresh wound. But the Steelers organization typically always takes the high road. It will be interesting to see if AB does, in fact, retire a Steeler and if those fences are mended. And could that happen within the next six months? Would the Steelers be gracious enough and humble enough to say, you know what? Yeah, we're going to let this guy do this. Who knows? But I thought that it was interesting after all the smack talk and dragging the team through the mud that he tweeted that he wants to retire as a Pittsburgh Steeler. In other Steelers news, Vince Williams. Vince. Man, I miss him. Thumper. He's going to coach high school football in Western PA. Pine Richland, he's going to be their linebackers coach. Man, that would be fun to be a player on that squad uh, and to experience his intensity and enthusiasm and his wisdom and knowledge. So those kids are getting a wealth of knowledge there. That's going to be a fun experience for those guys. Uh, Again, for Western Pennsylvania football team, Pine Richland. So congrats to Vince. And then some news that I referenced in a study session, but didn't really get into detail. So there were four players that were added to the 90 man roster after uh, tryouts and rookie mini camp and wanted to go through those cornerback Carlin's Platel was signed as was defensive end Trevor Mason, wide receiver Tyler Sneed, and kicker Nick Skiba, or Siba. <clears throat> In corresponding moves, they waived Rico Bussey, who was a camp phenom last year, if you remember. I was a big fan, uh, but he has been waived. Kicker Sam Sloman was waived. Bryce Watts, one of the initial players the team signed, as an undrafted rookie free agent, he was waived injured. And then they also cut veteran outside linebacker, John Simon. So again, those four new Steelers, and I'll have them profiled on the site. Cornerback, Carlins Platel, defensive end, Trevor Mason, wide receiver, Tyler Sneed, and kicker, 
Nick Skiba. So a little bit busy with Steelers news. Again, I did not cover that uh, this past week because I've been focused on those undrafted rookie free agent profiles. I only have a few more to do on the study session, so I'll be knocking those out and those should be wrapped up by the end of next week, probably even by Wednesday of next week. And then I'll have profiles of those other players who were added. And then typically what what I did last year is once I'm done with those profiles, I do a roster analysis. So that'll be coming your way. And then I'm also going to do a positional evaluation of every player on the roster within the position group to get a sense of where they are now after the draft and after the signing of all their undrafted rookie free agents. And that'll be a primer to get you ready for training camp, which hard to believe is not that far away. So I wanted to spend some time today talking about two things. One, what positions do the Steelers still have work to do this offseason? And then what are those positions where the room is overcrowded, where they just have a lot of bodies and where you're going to see potentially a lot of movement come training camp and roster cut down. So I really wanted to spend some time drilling into those questions. So that's what I'm going to be doing here in the second part of this show. So I feel like the Steelers did a nice job through the draft. I feel like they did a, a nice job with their undrafted rookie free agents. But there are two positions that there really is work left to be done. And the most glaring need right now is running back. The Steelers are set with Najee Harris as their bell cow. There's no question about that. But behind him, there are significant concerns because Benny Snell and Anthony McFarlane, I'll start with Snell. Snell gives you okay production, but he is what he is. We've seen over the years what he can contribute, what he offers as a player, and it's average. And that that's no knock on him. Snell has great intensity, but you know what you're going to get from him. And if Najee Harris is out for any extended period of time because of injury, that's going to hurt the Steelers' offense. And then Anthony McFarlane, he's unproven. This will be his third year. He really has to show something in camp. To me, he doesn't look like a natural, instinctual football player. And as a result, he can't make the reads. He doesn't have the vision to break big plays. I would not be surprised if he's cut and he is supplanted by one of the undrafted rookie free agents, either Mateo Durant or Jalen Warren. I've profiled those guys. But you can't count on undrafted rookie free agents to back up Najee Harris, so there's still work to be done here. Now, how can they address this? They could look in free agency. They might consider a trade. And the Steelers are obviously aware that they have a need here at the running back position. Maybe they want to wait and see what these undrafted rookies look like, at least in an organized team setting through OTAs and minicamp before they pull the trigger and make a move by bringing in a veteran. But they have to know 
they've got to have insurance to Najee Harris. And I said this on a study session earlier this week. If Harris goes down for any period of time, or if he's, God forbid, out for the year, this offense is in trouble. He is their offense. You can't put that type of pressure on a Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. And I'll indulge you Rudolph fans out there, Mason Rudolph. Harris is the guy. The other position where the Steelers need to do some work yet is outside linebacker. At the top, your starters, you are completely fine with the all-world T.J. Watt and then the up-and-coming Alex Highsmith. But beyond that, you've got Derek Tuska. They need to bring in a veteran. It's almost a repeat of last year that they really lacked depth at that position. They do so now. And you could make the argument that T.D. Moultrie, undrafted rookie free agent, and Tyree Johnson, potentially they can splash or show enough to earn a spot, but you can't count on undrafted rookie free agents. And they're undrafted rookie free agents for a reason. So I think what you can expect to see in between now and training camp is the team will sign a mid-tier outside linebacker for insurance in the event that there is an injury to one of their outside backers. And T.J. Watt, and this is not – I'm not being critical of him, but his availability has been questionable a bit the last couple of years. He's had a hard time staying on the field. Now, he didn't play a full season last year. And just the game of football, you're going to have injuries, so they need some insurance there at that position. So work yet to be done at running back, at outside linebacker, And we'll have to see how that plays out. The other thing I wanted to talk about here today was the those there's two positions to me where the rooms are just crowded and naturally there's going to have to be movement and maybe movement we didn't see coming. And there's two spots. I'll start with the first one here. Defensive line. You got Tyson Alulu. All signs look to indicate that Stephon Toots coming back. You have Cameron Hayward, Isaiah Loudermilk, Montrevis Adams, Henry Mondo, Chris Wormley, DeMarvin Leal. And I'm probably leaving a few names out, but it is a crowded group of defensive linemen. They're not going to be able to keep all of these players. They're not going to be able to stash handful of these players on the practice squad because a lot of them got quality experience last year playing as a result of injuries, as a result of Tuit not being there. So that is a position where there's a glut of players who are really depth players, role players. It's just going to be impossible to keep them all. And that's going to be a future article coming up on the site, how I see that transpiring. But again, there are so many players in that room. They're going to keep those who are going to provide the most talent in terms of depth. And so somebody is going to be a casualty here. Who it will be, I don't know yet. You also have a similar situation at inside linebacker. 
Devin Bush, Miles Jack, the new addition this year, Robert Spillane, Ulysses Gilbert III, Mark Robinson, the draft pick. You have Buddy Johnson from last year. Marcus Allen, you could lump in there, even though he's more of a hybrid linebacker safety. So this is a crowded space, too. And again, they're not going to be able to keep every single one of those players. Could you maybe stash one on the practice squad? Possibly. But you're going to see some movement at this position as well. This is going to be Devin Bush's last opportunity to show that he belongs with the Steelers, that he can show that last year was an anomaly, that he has overcome his injury. And if he's not able to do that, this will be his final season with the team. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. We'd like to think that Miles Jack is going to make significant contributions to this team, but we don't know that for certain. Robert Splane is who he is. He can be a thumper at times, but he does lack athleticism. Marcus Allen is a fringe player. Ulysses Gilbert III really hasn't shown anything other than some splash on special teams. Buddy Johnson, we don't know who he is because he didn't get reps. So inside linebacker is a position to really pay attention to. There's going to be some strong camp battles there. Then you also throw in the rookie. But there's going to be a lot of movement there, and potentially this room could look a lot different than it did compared to last season. So there you have it. As you're thinking about this team, as they're pushing forward to training camp, think about those positions. Running back and outside linebacker as spots where there's still work to do. Do you think there's another position that I'm missing where there's work to do? I'd love to hear that. And then do you see any other positions where the rooms are overloaded, overcrowded, where you think there will be a lot of movement in camp? Would love to hear your comments on that. And so the offseason continues. We're getting ready to push into OTAs. We're getting ready for minicamp. And then we'll have that law where it's just the waiting game for a training camp, that's always one of the most difficult times where there's really no new news. That's a time where the players are getting in their final vacations and time with their family before just their significant, massive time commitment comes into play where they are just locked in with training camp through the regular season and hopefully for the Steelers this year, the playoffs. So I'll try to Keep it entertaining and exciting for all of you when we hit that period. Going to have a lot of coverage, a lot of analysis coming your way. So stay tuned for that. And again, like I mentioned, be on the lookout for me wrapping up all of those undrafted rookie free agents. Not just on the sessions, but um, written posts on the site. They will be coming your way. And with that, this is going to be one of the more concise episodes of the still study podcast i want to thank you for joining me here today if you didn't check out the study session the Steeler saturday mailbag today do me a favor go over and check that out and just a reminder the still studies now on apple podcast please subscribe you'll get the new shows uh, showing up in your feed every day you don't even have to visit the site 
And if you could do me a big favor, like I said at the outset of the show, please leave me a rating and a review. It means the world to me and it will help grow the show. You know, I would love to connect with you. We could do that one of three ways. Email, tweet, comment on the article pages. I'll get you in a Steeler Saturday mailbag. Don't forget about the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site. It is linked in the show notes. New episode coming next week. And again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for being a supporter. I'm so happy that you continue to come back and listen and read and share with your family and friends. It means the world to me. I hope you have a tremendously amazing, blazing, enjoyable, restful, peaceful, happy weekend. And I will see you back here next week for episode number 48 of the Still Study Podcast. This is Jeremy Rich, your host, signing off. Have a great weekend.